A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 1070 AM, The Zone. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep-fried and served on a stick. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Hey, good morning to you and happy Monday. It is March 22nd, 2021. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin and you're going to be hearing from everybody this morning. Scott Schultz from Eau Claire is going to be joining us just momentarily to be talking about a brand new group here in the Badger State that is concerned with conservation. We're also going to be hearing from Pam Yonke. She gets an update on how some of our college students on our ag campuses are handling this very odd world that we're living in right now. And then also, when you think America America's dairy land, you think of cows, but you should also be thinking about dairy goats because they play a huge role in our state being America's dairy land. So I'll have that story for you within the hour. Again, for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Scott Schultz joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. They make up a larger percentage of Wisconsin's farming audience than you may realize. Farm women. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And maybe it's a, a widow that's still calling the shots as far as the farm's concerned. Uh, maybe it's a gal that's uh, simply renting out the land. Or then again, maybe it's somebody that's actually earning their income off the land. Women in agriculture are a sizable number, especially here in Wisconsin. 
And Bob, there's new programs designed specifically for those women in agriculture, right? Those women are becoming very active and involved, as you said, Pam, and conservation is one area where they are very much engaged. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And a statewide project kicked off oh, last month or so. It's called the Wisconsin Women in Conservation Project, and the project focuses on women interested in conservation programs in 18 Wisconsin counties, and right now they're scattered all over Wisconsin, and I'm sure some of those holes will be filling in, but our Scott Schultz had a chance to uh, talk with Lafayette County farmer Chris Marion, who leads the project. Scott asked her for an update about this conservation program. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about this really exciting initiative. It's a three-year project. It's just been launched. It's, it's been in the formation stages for about a year, but we just launched in March. And what it is is a collaboration between some of the leading conservation groups in the state um, and the USDA's uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service, NRCS. And it's a three-year project, and over the course of three years, we are going to invite women landowners, women farmers, um, women who are curious about owning land and farming uh, to connect with experts in conservation and learn more about what they can do on their properties um, to increase conservation practices on the land. We know that this is helpful to the climate that it provides environmental services to the neighborhoods where they live, keeps the water clean, keeps the soil in place, but it also provides a lot of enjoyment and pleasure for our families who are living on the land. And so we're, we're starting off with some virtual workshops. We have one okay. coming up um, in April. Uh, you can check them out at our Facebook page or at wiwic.org. And uh, we'd love to have any and all women who are interested in conservation. Now, the last time we talked with you about this at all, it was the planning was that it was just getting underway. How is the reception? What are you hearing back from folks? And how do we get people involved? Well, it's virtual right now, but we are hoping to get on farm if health, the health concerns mm -hmm. permit. It seems like we're on a great trajectory with the vaccine in Wisconsin. So we have a lot of hope that we're going to be doing on farm workshops. Um, this summer. Uh, the reception so far has been great. We are just delighted. Every workshop has had uh, 30 or more women on the Zoom, which is, you know, a lot of faces <laughs> to interact with. Yeah. So we're, we're really happy at the reception. We're also delighted at the number of conservation service providers or experts who have also showed up on the Zooms because what we want to do is connect women to those resources. So for instance, there was someone from a Monarch hotline who showed up in one of the, one of the um, workshops. And that was so delightful because a lot of women are very interested in putting more pollinator habitat, Monarch habitat, wildlife habitat on their properties, either mixing it in with the farming, the production farming they are doing, putting it around the edges or converting, um, tracks of less productive ag land into conservation properties. So we love seeing people like that um, show up because it, it gives everybody more, more, a bigger network to talk about these issues. Tell me why it's important to get women involved 
in this side of things, on the conservation side? Well, I appreciate that question. Women landowners are a growing demographic and an increasingly powerful force in Wisconsin. Women now make up 35% of all producers in the state, and there are even more women who own land and lease it. So we know that by communicating with women, we can really influence what's going on with conservation practices. An interesting statistic is that women have not traditionally participated as much with NRCS, with USDA, with their conservation departments. We're not entirely sure why, but we know for many, many years, agriculture was very male-centric in the sense that you couldn't get a loan if you were a woman wanting to um, mm-hmm. wanting to buy some land. It kind of all had to go through a, a male partner. And that, is, that has changed, especially since the 70s. And we want to get women comfortable walking through the doors of those conservation offices like the NRCS, the FSA, and USDA buildings in the different counties. So we're, we're doing that through a lot of different means. On our workshops, our Zoom workshops, we're having NRCS agents, women NRCS agents present to talk about what it's like to get signed up for programs. We're having women conservation coaches who have long experience working with conservation on their properties and with NRCS. We're having those women pair up with um, new landowners and or people who are new to conservation and kind of walk them through the process of participating in cost share and, and technical advice programs. What might be some of the most challenging things that you've seen or heard from participants uh, about what they've bumped into along the way in dealing with conservation projects and programs? Well, I think the biggest hurdle is just the paperwork and the many, many, many acronyms. I can speak from my own experience. I just have a 20-acre property, but we have five or six NRCS conservation projects running here. Uh, We have a hoop house. We have managed grazing. We took advantage of irrigation drip irrigation cost share, and we have an acre in a pollinator project. We have participated a lot, but to get going, it was really hard. Um, I didn't grow up farming. Uh, Even FFA and 4-H really gives you a good experience of, of doing paperwork, interacting with the government, but I hadn't done any of that growing up. So I had to go multiple times to the USDA office to try and connect with an agent who was willing to work on such a small property that wasn't in production agriculture. Um, I saw that hoop houses were going up in my neighborhood and I started asking around and learned that there you could get cost share from NRCS. And that was the thing that got me started. I had to get build a relationship with the office. And once I did, and once I got my my special identification numbers and entered into the system, well, then it was a lot easier to get rolling. But the, the paperwork is a lot, and the programs are complicated, and they change with every farm bill. So it, it's even hard for NRCS professionals to keep up on new initiatives and, and what's available. So one of the things we're doing is um, partnering with Farmers Union, with Michael Fields Agriculture Institute, with Renewing the Countryside and with the Moses Organic Farming Service. And those folks are also reaching out to women and 
we're working with Pheasants Forever and the Wisconsin Wetlands Association. Each of these groups have a, a special emphasis, and they're, they're highly motivated to educate landowners, and we're bringing them in to do some of that education so that we don't have to stretch our NRCS offices so thin with just providing this beginner's sort of orientation. That's Chris Marion, Blanchardville, Lafayette County area farmer and head of the WIWIC Wisconsin Women in Conservation Program. And again, some workshops are coming up virtually and maybe eventually face-to-face. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, Stuff you won't find anywhere else and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. It is time now for your Copier Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorolo- uh, Meteorologist Stu Muck. So, Stu, we were just talking before we went on the air. Absolutely beautiful weekend this past weekend. Is that nice weather going to stick around? Temperatures are going to be okay, but now, Josh, we start to talk about some rainfall moving in, and that maybe changes things a bit. Yeah, we were able to enjoy some really great conditions this weekend. I hope you kept it in the back of your mind that there was going to be some rain this week, so you did a little preparation work or things you wanted to do while it was a bit drier. 
Now this morning, we look at a cool front lining up from northeast Minnesota, far northwest Wisconsin, all the way back down toward Kansas, Oklahoma, even the panhandle of Texas. Low pressure will try to push that front east, and in fact, the low will ride northeast along that boundary in the next several days. There is some rain in the far, far northwest part of Wisconsin, and then down into southeast parts of Iowa and Missouri. That rain will feed north along that frontal boundary. So expect that there will be some rain chance around, uh, most likely very late this afternoon into the nighttime. Rain that lasts into the day Tuesday initially is that low pushes up. I'd say some rain amounts, especially in western Wisconsin, could push upwards of three-quarters to an inch. Further east and in the state, not quite so much. But overall, there's going to be rain events, rain chances that will be in store here right on through Tuesday, Wednesday, into the day Thursday. And we could be talking rain amounts and locations over an inch, even an inch and a half in western Wisconsin as we head through the week. Mild temperatures start to wear out a little bit, if you will, and getting back to more normal levels in the mid-40s when we head to the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Attorney Advisement from Longo Legal PLLC. Attention farmers. Recent studies have linked the commercial herbicide Paraquat with a significant increase in Parkinson's disease. If you or a loved one were exposed to Gramoxone or any other Paraquat-containing herbicides at work or on a farm and then developed Parkinson's disease, you may be entitled to financial compensation and you have the right to take action. Call Longo Legal today for a free consultation. 844-900-DRUG. That's 844-900-DRUG. Non-attorney spokesperson. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck is along with us right now. So, Stu, we were talking about how nice the weekend was. Did you get any projects done? Oh, managed to move some dirt and, and get things ready. So now when it rains, I don't have to worry about where it was. You know, you got to make those plans. At least that's what my wife says. That yeah. you do. That you do. Okay, so what can we expect uh, next day or so weather-wise? All right, well, the Compere Financial Egg Weather Forecast does include today that some more clouds build in. We'll have some sunshine, but clouds develop. They'll be tougher in southern Wisconsin, and there will be some rain chances by late afternoon. Nothing too heavy, just some rain starting out. A lot of us right around 60 could be almost mid-60s at La Crosse, and the southeast winds today at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy, some rain in the nighttime, tenth of an inch or two in many locations, especially in the west. Nighttime lows mid-40s, southeast winds about 5. Cloudy skies on Tuesday, breezy showers, could be an afternoon thunderstorm. We'll still be in the upper 50s. The southeast winds a good 5 to 15, gusting near 25. Rainfall amounts again, upwards of a quarter inch, could be a half in western parts of Wisconsin. And by Wednesday, still some rain around, could be a thunderstorm. Uh, I'd expect mostly cloudy skies Wednesday, breezy and mid-50s with the south winds at 10 to 20, gusting to 30. Still some rain chance around toward Thursday, Josh. Maybe some snowflakes as some cool air builds in for the end of the week. All right, well, we'll keep you updated on that as the week goes along. That's Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. 
Sounds good. Have a great day. Yep, you as well. That's your Copier Financial Ag Weather Update. Copier Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit Compeer.com for more details on that. Taking a look at some of the current temps around the state. Shano, you're 52 and cloudy. Whitewater, partly cloudy and 52. It's 54 and cloudy in Mauston. 48 and cloudy in Oshkosh right now. 52 and cloudy in Wausau. We're really seeing those 50s all around the state. It's 50 and cloudy in Green Bay. It's 54 and cloudy in La Crosse and 52 and partly cloudy in Eau Claire. But as Stu said, we could be seeing some rain today and throughout the week. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Who better to taste test your dirt than a worm? <laughs> Tastes like grit. Say what? Grit. I said grit. At Kalani Topsoil, you'll always find the perfect blend. Our soils are mixed specifically for your lawn, garden, or landscape application. You'll love it without having to taste it yourself. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. So is there some kind of magic elixir that can strengthen your brain, immune system, cardiovascular system, and help you sleep better? It's not magic, it's running. Try for Schools is hosting the Wanakee Family Trail Run Saturday, May 15th. In person or virtually, your entry supports school health and wellness programs. Register today at tri4schools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Nordic and Midwest Family Marketing. You'll need what's under the hood to make noise. Or you'll miss the real noise. Hammered one. Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton carries long-lasting car and truck batteries for power-hungry fans of the game. After all, you'd rather listen to a brewer than a bummer. Your soundtrack of summer relies on Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton. Interstate batteries. Outrageously dependable. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. You count on the serenity, the peace and quiet when you have the house all to yourself. Then the contentment is interrupted by the sound of bloop, bloop. You never hear it when everyone else is home, but the solitude of just you and you alone has your kitchen faucet wanting to carry on a serious blooping conversation. It's something Benjamin Plumbing service techs fix all the time. The majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. 
bloop blooping leaky faucet, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding an attempted homicide that occurred one year ago. On January 29, 2020, a mother and her two young children were brutally attacked by an unknown gunman in the 2700 block of Dahl Street. It is presumed that the gunman followed the victims from their residence located in Kennedy Heights Apartments. While traveling in the 2700 block of Dahl Street, the car in which the gunman was riding cut the victim off, forcing their car to stop. The gunman then exited the car and fired multiple rounds into the car that the victim and her two young children were traveling in. The mother and a child sustained injuries related to the gunfire. Madison Police Department's Violent Crime Unit is reaching out to the public in hopes that someone has more information about this senseless act of gun violence. Please visit MadisonAreaCrimeStoppers.org or Madison Area Crime Stoppers Facebook page for additional photos and video of the suspects. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. the Mortgage Man. You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly. When in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. The research department was diving through um, of a lot of rosters of Roy Williams, dang gummit. And we were uh, first start of the 2005 team when Wisconsin met them in the, uh, what was that, the Syracuse Elite Regional Re- Elite Eight. And it was, uh, fortunately, Wisconsin came up snake eyes, 88 to 82. It was a game where Badgers should have won. Let's see here, my guy, uh, Infofrost on Twitch says, remember when Chris Rock and the Polar Bear should have beat UNC? Like, hell yeah. Uh, I remember being so mad that they did not win. And um, that's the game where it all started for me, where my like despise, I just started to despise North Carolina. Because that was loaded with NBA talent, and Wisconsin should have won. Yeah, like some of the like Raymond Felton, like that that O five team. All those guys went on to NBA careers. Yeah, they had even the bench guys. Sean May, that was the big man down low. Rashad McCants, uh, Jawad Williams, Raymond Felton, Marvin Williams, David Noel. Those all those guys played in the NBA. You look at some of the talent that they had on that team. Sean May coming out of high school is the ninth-ranked best player in the country. Rashad McCants was fourth. <laughs> Jawad Williams was 11th. Raymond Felton was third. Marvin Williams, seventh. Jackie Manuel, 25th. Melvin Scott, 37th. Rayshon Terry, 60th. Quentin Thomas, 55. Wow. That's four guys in the top 10. That's five guys in the top 11 yeah. coming out of their high school class. Well, Wisconsin had what? Orlando Tucker, uh, did, the, did the Suns draft him? after? I think he went to the yeah. Suns. And then uh, Greg Stiesma went, I think it was a free agent, went to Celtics. Celtics. I think the Celtics. So they had two, two, I guess. So they had two NBA players, but yet all of a sudden you look at North Carolina's roster and they had six NBA players. And then on top of that, they had nine guys coming out of high school in the top 100. <laughs> Wisconsin was probably lucky if they had two in the top 100. It's probably one. 
So, and then you did a more, you know, deeper dive into the roster, Rowdy, and we were kind of like poking fun at Roy Williams, like not the greatest of coach, but he just gets the talent. Well, yeah, we just talked about the the 0405 team that won the national title. They beat the Badgers. There was a lot of uh, questionable calls down the stretch. You look at the 0809 roster that won a national title. You had Tyler Hansborough. Psycho T. He was an NBA player. Wayne Ellington, NBA player. Ty Lawson, NBA player. Danny Green, NBA player. Ed Davis, NBA player. Larry Drew, NBA player. Tyler Zeller, NBA player. And then you look at some of the uh, recruits coming out of the country. Hansborough was fourth. Ellington, eighth. Ty Lawson, fifth. Danny Green, 15. Deion Thompson, 43. Jesus. Ed Davis, ninth. Bobby Frazier, 31. <laughs> William Graves, 79. Larry Drew, 44. Tyler Zeller, 18th. And Marcus Ginyard, 29th. Marcus Ginyard. That's just insane amount of talent right there. That's that's four guys in the top ten again. That's that's six guys in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. The the whole team, that's eleven guys in the top one hundred on that team. It's pretty pretty yeah. wild of the talent that Roy Williams gets to come to North Carolina. And then we'll just to finish it up, since we'll we'll have to go through his his three teams that he's won national titles with at North <laughs> North Carolina, just because it truly is amazing how great of recruits that North Carolina really does get. You look at that final team that won the uh, the whole thing in 2016 and 17. Justin Jackson is in in the NBA. Isaiah Hicks is in the NBA. Tony Bradley was in the NBA. And Theo Pinson was in the NBA. That was probably his least talented NBA-wise roster. But here, here's his top 100. How many guys just name in the NBA for that team, though? Three, I mean, four, that's still four. four. And then you look at the other guys that were ranked in the top 100 coming out of high school. Justin Jackson, 9. Joel Berry, 25th. Kennedy Meeks, he was the big body down low, 56. Isaiah Hicks, 14. Tony Bradley, 19. Nate Britt, 93rd. Kenny Williams, 90th. Theo Pinson, 15. Brandon Robinson, 65. And 7th Woods, 40. Yeah, That's mean, still God. another 9 or 10 guys right. in the top 100. And that My championship God. team is the first one you mentioned that had guys ranked in the 90s in it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you just go through those three years, and you have a minimum of 9 guys on those rosters that have top 100 coming out of high school and a minimum four NBA players. It's anywhere from four to eight NBA players on those teams. Yeah. Look at Wisconsin. We talked about now the, read the best, Wisconsin roster. The best Wisconsin team we've ever seen ever 2014 and 15. You have Frank, Frank Kaminsky, Kaminsky who played in the NBA role player, Sam Decker, who had a, a short, yeah, short career in the NBA and couldn't stay healthy. Where is he now? Russia? You had Duye Dukin, who played very sparingly with the Kings in the NBA. Yeah, they got like a 10-day contract. You had um, what? Bronson Koenig got a, a little two-way contract. A, yeah, a young Bronson Koenig that had a two-way contract and a young Nigel Hayes that's had a two-way contract. He can smell fried cheese curds from 15 miles away. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Pam Yonke will join us in just a few moments to get an update on your agribusiness news and see what's happening in the world around you. But first, before we get to that, let's go ahead and take a look at what happened on this day in history. It was on March 22nd, 1931, that the state of Nevada legalized gambling. So this is during the Great Depression, and state lawmakers in Nevada were hoping that they could kind of lift their economy out of the gutter. So they legalized gambling. Fast forward 90 years, 
And I would say with Las Vegas, that was probably a pretty good move for the state's economy. Also, on this day in 1966, Texas Western College defeated the University of Kentucky in the NCAA Men's College Basketball Final. And this marked the first time that an all-African-American starting five had won the NCAA tournament. And then one more for you. I like this. It was in 1957, March 22nd, that Elvis Presley put a down payment on Graceland. What's the craziest thing to me is that when Elvis did this, he was only 22 years old. And he was the primary breadwinner for his family, obviously, because he's Elvis. So he moved the entire family and he put a $1,000 cash deposit down on Graceland. The total sale price of the house was just over $102,000. And if you have never been to Graceland, I would encourage you to make the trip to Memphis. I'm all about tourist traps and tourist attractions, so it was a haven for me. I'm not even the biggest Elvis fan, but that place is awesome. All right, enough about that. Let's go ahead and take a look at what is happening in your agribusiness news. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin, and right now I am sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, but for this one, I'm going to bring in Pam Bianchi in just a second because she is catching up with Taylor Schaefer, who is with UW-Madison Collegiate Farm Bureau and also the Association of Women in Agriculture at UW-Madison. So obviously this year they have faced uh, a lot of hardships like most of us have, but college is supposed to be such a fun time in your life, so I feel for them in that regard. And Pam got an update on how things are going for them on campus. So tell me a little bit, of Taylor, on how campus groups, ag groups on campus have tried to put lipstick on this pig. What are you guys planning for spring? So this spring, we have combined AWA and CFB spring events, which are typically breakfast on the farm and egg day on campus, to have this farm-to-table event where we're still going to be able to reach consumers in the Madison area like we normally would at our events on campus. And unfortunately, we haven't really been able to meet in person at all, and um, we've been doing things online for the most part, but this event is going to allow us to get small groups of students together to form packages and send them out to community members in ways that we normally haven't ever done before and still be able to reach them in that regard. What what are you hoping it accomplishes? I mean, aside from the you know, interaction with the community, what are you still hoping it tries to accomplish, Taylor? So that piece of producer to consumer has been missing a lot this last year, especially since we haven't been able to meet face-to-face with these people. So we're hoping that we are able to reach these consumers who have been removed even further from agriculture over the last year just because everyone's been socially distancing, staying at home, not going to events and things like that. And I know last summer especially, too, we missed out on a lot of breakfast on the farms. We missed out on a lot of fairs, state fairs, county fairs, things like that. So that aspect is also missing again, and I think it'd be really helpful for these students to be able to reach community members again. What's it been like to be a student on campus? Very difficult. Um, So this spring we've unfortunately had more restrictions than in the fall and we are required to be tested twice a week so we keep track of all of our testing on an app that the university has put out and um, obviously quarantining is remaining the same if you test positive Um, but this testing is required if you want to enter campus at all and we have to show a badge anytime we enter a building. Any of you guys involved are there any animals that are still needing care on campus i mean how how is that all happening yeah so our dairy cattle center still has cows on campus and there are students that are milking and doing chores in that regard um i also work on campus at bucky's varsity meets which is our um our new building that we just opened up last fall so (laughs) the retail store is something that i've taken a huge part in this last year and that's something that i always look forward to that's really the only thing i get to do in person at all anymore because i don't have any in-person classes Um, but i know that there's other students that are involved in research and that are working hand in hand with professors and researchers as well with animals on campus too there's a beautiful facility that we just got open and nobody 
much knows about it. What's the traffic been like for that store? So our store, we typically do two to three orders per day for curbside. I mean, sometimes on weekends or when we get closer to the weekend, we have more than that. In the holidays, we're especially busy. But the building is unfortunately closed to outside members, so only students and faculty can enter. But there have been pictures posted online. There have been articles that have been written about the building, of course, too. Um, but it's something that I think the students and community members are really going to enjoy once it opens up. What do you guys talk about? You Now, you live on campus in the Association of Women for Agriculture House which is uh, usually kindred spirits. Everybody's kind of going through some of the same things on campus and at home. What are those conversations like? Between students? What's going on? Yeah, when you're back at the house and your other housemates are around, what kinds of stories are you sharing about either what's going on on campus or what's happening back at home? So for the most part, we're all kind of in the same boat. A lot of us don't really have in-person classes, and that's something that we're definitely frustrated about. I know last semester a lot of girls did stay home to help with their family farms, but having these online classes does offer a little bit of flexibility if you have to go home. I know for me personally, I spent all of last week at home helping out on my farm because my parents went on vacation. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's been really nice, but I think a lot of girls are just really frustrated that we can't get on campus and we are still having to get tested even if we don't use campus facilities. So that's something that's been a struggle this year. How can we follow along on the uh, basically hybrid situation with the Collegiate Farm Bureau on the UW-Madison campus and the, America, uh, the Association of Women in Agriculture? Now, you're shooting for April for the, I guess we'd have to say, food box delivery. How can we keep up to speed? So both the Association of Women in Agriculture and Collegiate Farm Bureau have their own separate Facebook pages, and we have created an event between the two. So both organizations have shared this event on Facebook. It will be held April 26th tentatively, so we're going to be sending out the boxes a little earlier than then, and we will be having virtual events leading up to that week and that day as well on Facebook. Right. Taylor Schaefer along with us. All right, Pam, awesome. Thank you so much for that. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin. I'm sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, and the Midwest Farm Report continues next. Wondering what bean prices are looking like? What about corn? No need to worry. Daily market updates all day long from the Midwest Farm Report happen right here. And there's one straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more 
modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at your opening markets. Cash corn is going to open up ten and a quarter at five fifty-six and three quarters of a cent. A new crop corn is at four sixty-nine and three quarters of a cent. That is in the green, up one and three quarters of a penny. Beans are opening up big to begin the week. May beans are up twenty-four and a quarter at fourteen sixteen and a half. And November beans are at twelve eighteen. That is up eleven and three quarters of a cent. As for wheat, both are in the red. Cash wheat is down four pennies at six twenty-six and a half. And new crop wheat is at 619. That is down two and three quarters of a cent. Let's move along to dairy. Butter is down four and a half cents at 166 and a half. And black cheddar is down a penny at 179, while cheddar barrel is down three and three quarters of a cent at 145 and a quarter. And then finally, for your class three fluid milk contracts, April milk is at $17 even. That's down 34 cents. And May milk is down 14 cents at 17.76. When you think of America's dairy land, you probably think of cows, and rightfully so, but you should also be thinking about goats. Randy Adamson, a Rock County goat farmer who also happens to be the president of the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association, will join me in just a few to explain how goats help put the dairy in America's dairy land. For the Midwest Farm Report on a Monday, I'm Josh Scramlin. Save now during Johnson Tractor's Land to Lawn sales event. Now through March 31st, save on select Case IH Genuine Parts. 45% off select sweeps. 20% off filters. 10% off all OEM lubricants. 15% off most other parts. View the entire Land to Lawn savings catalog at johnsontractor.com and stop in to save on genuine Case IH parts and more. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Educated mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Often the road to home ownership can be uncertain, but by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, 
the mortgage man. And MLS number 222652. When asked to name his favorite family members, he asks if the animals in the barn count. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Wisconsin is known famously as America's Dairyland, but remember, it's not just cows that contribute to our state's strong dairy economy. Dairy goats also do more than their fair share when it comes to the dairy industry. And according to the Department of Ag, as of January 1st of 2021, Wisconsin is once again the leader in the entire nation when it comes to dairy goats. There's about 72,000 head here in the Dairyland, and one of the people that knows the industry better than anybody is Randy Adamson. He is a dairy goat farmer in Rock County, and he also happens to be the president of the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association. Randy, tell me about your farm background and how exactly you got into goats. Grew up on a dairy farm, cow dairy. Uh, farmed on my own uh, late 70s into the early 80s. Um, 80s were a hard time. We worked. I worked construction for 20-some years and had a chance to buy an existing goat herd uh, 12 years ago. And we bought uh, we bought 150 goats, milking goats, and today we're milking a little over 200. If I would have told young Randy that one day he was going to switch out of cows and get into goats, would he have thought I was crazy? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the goat industry has grown so much in just in the last 15 years; it's amazing. But uh, yeah, 25, 30 years ago, I just said, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so, what was it about the goat herd that interested you? Well, we we had goats. We've had goats twenty five years. My our our kids got into it with a four H project, and then uh, you know you started hearing about these commercial pr- producers in the state, and I thought, well, that might be a chance to get back into the dairy. I, I always wanted to get back into it. I'm um, a fourth generation dairy farmer, and um, and when the opportunity came, you know, we we took a risk and and got into it, and um, I they're they're little cows, but I really enjoy them. They're they're um, They're just a unique animal. It's a unique animal. It's a unique industry. It's a fun industry. And it's a sector of Wisconsin ag that has really changed a lot in the last 15 or 20 years. So I'd be so curious to hear from somebody living these changes. How much has it evolved over the last couple of decades? Well, the product has gotten a lot more popular, obviously. You know, the the, the, um, it's growing. The consumer... Um, side of it is growing every year. The demand is is all is growing every year, but it's it's just gotten to be serious. You know, before it was goats were a hobby, and feed companies and veterinarians and drug companies, you know, it was such a small niche market that they didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And and the difference we've seen in feed designated just for and designed just for goats, milk replacer just for goats, just in the last ten twelve years is just remarkable. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that now that have a, a goat product, you know, a, for, for production. They have a goat feed for dry does. They have a goat feed for growing kids and for little kids and goat milk replacer. Um, they've taken that, taken the industry a lot more seriously in the last 15, 20 years. And let's talk more about those markets and the things that consumers are wanting. What, what are consumers wanting from your industry, Randy? Well, over, I would say probably 99% of the goat milk in the state of Wisconsin goes to cheese. You know, you're a little bit limited. There aren't there aren't a lot of cheese plants out there that make it. But um, it seems like even even this year with the COVID, it, um, the market has stayed very strong. Our prices have stayed very strong, and and uh, the demand is there. They're still taking a few new people on here and there, and 
Um, the goat cheese is, is really taken off. You, you hardly ever heard of goat cheese 10 years ago, and now you'll see it on the cooking programs. You'll see it in, in high-end restaurants. Um, you'll see it in, in grocery stores a lot more common. It's just become a lot more popular product. Yeah, there's milk and there's cheese, and then there's a lot of specialty products as well. Like I know that uh, some folks sell soap made from goat milk. Absolutely, absolutely. I know several friends that, that, are, that are in the hobby you know, just have a handful of goats and they're making soap. And, you know, it's a way to, to subsidize or to pay, pay for their hobby. Um, but, yeah, that goat soap, we actually use a goat soap here at home. We buy it from a friend. But, um, yeah, there's other little side products out there. There's goat fudge and goat soap and goat lotion. And, yeah, those, those products have really caught on too lately. Randy Adamson is along with us right now on the Midwest Farm Report. He is a dairy goat farmer in Rock County, and he is also the president of the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association. So, Randy, I always say there's an association for everything. This might be some people's first time hearing about the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association, but actually it's been around for quite some time. Yeah, it has. We're really the only recognized um, state association, and and we do deal. Sometimes we'll get calls or or work with, with DADCAP and that. But, um, yeah, Dairy Goat Association, I, I apologize, I can't tell you how long, but I know they've been here for many, many years. I was, I'm was, i a two-time president. Um, I was president back in the early 2000s and then um, and then now. But, yeah, it, it's been here a long time. We have a lot of programs for the youth and during state fair and um, stuff like that. Well, Wisconsin is the number one state for dairy goats, so it would only make sense that they would have an association such as Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association. Randy, do you have any idea how many members around the state you have in your organization? Most of the members in the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association are your smaller show hobbyists. Um, we do put on a state show in that. Unfortunately, don't have a lot of large commercial producers in the association, although we do have a few. I would say our membership is is a little over, is somewhere between 100 and 125. I know that so much of the work that the association does is it serves as a voice between the dairy goat industry and then the consumer because there's a lot of misperceptions about agriculture, but I feel like the goat industry in particular. So what are some of the myths that you'd like to dispel when it comes to goats? Well, goats have always had that reputation of, you know, um, the long beard and the horns and eating tin cans and sitting on top of your car. Um, and they're just not that. The personality of goats are are, are really unique. And um, and as far as, you know, people have said, well, I've had goat cheese and I, I hated it. Well, you had the wrong cheese. There, There's cow cheese out there that I'm not a fan of either, but there's cow cheese out there I absolutely love. And um, there's all different varieties of goat cheese. So, you know, find a cheese that you like and work your way up that way. Um, same thing with the goat milk, you know, sometimes it's just the way it was handled is, uh, will affect the the taste of it more than, more than anything. That is Randy Adamson. He is a goat farmer in Rock County. He is also the president of the Wisconsin Dairy Goat Association. America's dairy land does not just refer to cows. Wisconsin is once again, the leader when it comes to dairy goats all across the country. We have 72,000 head in our state.